Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast, episode number 319. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming from the left coast of Canada. Hey, uh, how you guys doing? Day after draft day. Now, draft day is probably the most incredible football movie out there with Kevin Costner in it. Kevin Costner makes some epic movies when he's not trying to make an epic movie. Okay, you know, like Waterworld and Dancing with Wolves and all these stupid movies, but then do Bull Durham, Tin Cup, uh, Draft Day. These are just spectacular movies, okay? Field of Dreams. He's not trying to make a great movie, and he does, but you know, you try to make a a, a spectacular movie and it flops on their face. Okay, another good one of his other good movies that I really liked was um, The Guardian. If that's a good. Coast Guard movie, if you want to watch that one. That was good. Anyhow, Draft Day, spectacular movie. We had Draft Day yesterday for the Canadian Football League. And oh, everybody was all freaking out about all these draft picks and yay, 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 yay. Well, we all know that Canadian depth on a team is what wins. Okay? No doubt about it. Canadian depth wins football games, wins championships, because you got to have half your team in Canadians. And the only way to get those is through drafts or pick them up in free agency or trade them or do something, but you got to get them from somewhere. Anyhow, I have yet to see more than a half dozen draft picks make a difference in their first year. Okay. Just, that's just me. I mean, yeah. uh, Alex Singleton, he came out and kicked ass and uh, there's a couple others. Um, Taylor Loeffler did, but then what did he do? Flopped on his face. Uh, Alex Singleton booked it off to the NFL. So, how much do I am I excited about the Canadian Football League's draft? Zero. Couldn't give a shit. Okay? The majority of players aren't going to play this year. The ones that are going to be playing are on special teams. Nobody's going to crack the starting lineup. It just it's so rare it's ridiculous. Okay? Yes, CFL talent we need CFL talent to win championships, to win football games. But they need so much more development than a first-year American football player. It takes years to develop a Canadian starter. And uh, so who gives a shit what happens in the draft? I, I don't. And, you know, everybody else is losing their mind. Oh, look, we won the draft. We won the draft. Who cares? You'd be lucky if you can sign them. Now, is this year any more or less exciting for me being a BC Lion fan? Because we, we didn't get a pick till the 26th player. Um, no, it didn't make a difference to me. You could have had first overall and it wouldn't have mattered. Is a first overall player even going to play in the CFL this year? I don't know. Most of the time they're a holdout trying to get onto a, a, a roster in the NFL. Uh, yeah. So, no. Draft does not do a thing for me. I don't give a shit. Now that it's over with, let's get to training camp. Let's get to the preseason. Let's start watching football because that's what this means to me right now. Okay, we're now the 3rd of May. Was training camp start on the 18th? 
19th, something like that. Get your shit together, guys. Let's play some football. That's what I'm excited about. I want to watch football. I mean, hey, let's get the TV rolling, sit back, drink some brewskis, and off we do. Watch football. Because that's what it's about. Who cares the shit about the draft? I don't care. I don't care. I'm going to open up the mics here. We got Charles and Will tonight, and uh, Mark's working late, and uh, Chris is out on a date or something like that. I don't know. Not going to reveal personal information. No, no, I'm just joking. Um, evening, Kurt, uh, Charles. How you doing? Good evening. I'm doing well. Always so happy on the, Fridays, a, especially in the evening. Yeah. Does the draft mean anything to you? Are you excited about what happened in the draft yesterday? Uh, is there anything out there that's just awesome? I mean, I look at the results and stuff like that, and I look at the draft picks, but... In reality, when you look at it, of all of the major sports league, the CFL draft probably, well, either the CFL draft or the Major League Baseball draft probably has the least immediate impact of any draft in professional sports. Because you look, you can see NHL guys come up and have an impact their first year. Same with the NFL. Same, I think, with some uh, players in the NBA in both Major League Baseball and the Canadian Football League, it could take three, four, five years before any of these players have any real impact in the league. So uh, while I look at the results, I mean, I don't get overly excited. I, I've seen some people online losing their mind, thinking, oh, we've got it now. We're we're going all the way now. I mean, let's... Those are Bomber the, fans. Uh, bomber fans and, well, Ryder fans. But let's wow, temper the they lose their uh, shit over anything. a little bit. Yeah, it's time to temper our excitement a little bit, I think. Yeah, I don't know. It, 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 it's just weird for me. I just, I don't get it. And, you know, I, 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 everybody goes, oh, man, you must be really disappointed because the Lions got don't have any draft picks this year. No. No. I'm just going to wait for them to get them from somewhere else. Anyhow, I'm going to open up Will's mic because uh, uh, I turned it off because he was making some funny noises in his car. Yep. Will, how you doing? I'm not in my car. I'm standing outside. Um, You're having a I, I think the draft is important, and I, I am, but I, you, you also lied a little bit, okay, Christopher, because you said you were looking forward to the CFL season and sitting down and having a beer. You don't drink, so anyways, um, I... I get excited because it's where offensive linemen go to live. Okay, let's face it. Majority of the draft is draft is Canadian offensive linemen, which is an important part of the football game. Okay, ask Bo Levi Mitchell. Okay, so I uh, I uh, I like the draft. It's it, is it? Did I watch every single round of the draft? No. Um, but you know, Mark you did that Canadian for Canadian content. You need Canadian content, and they get it mostly from offensive linemen. And then you do get some odd Canadians who become stars. Um, you know, as far as as far as you know, can they play right away? Offensive linemen usually can. Perfect example. Yeah, it's not was, a not a big difficult position Brent, to learn. I think. I think Brent Jones, yes, it is a difficult position to learn. Brent Jones, like five years ago, he started for two years with Calgary, 
And then he went off to the NFL, and we've never haven't seen him since. So, um, but yeah, is it a is it a nothing thing? Not really. But is it a major part to build these teams? That's not really it either. And like every other draft in every other professional sports, you have guys you didn't expect, and you have guys you did expect that are busts. And I kind of like those kind of stories too. So, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean, a lot of crap. Yeah, but yeah o- overall, it, it's not real exciting. So, no, it's like know. watching paint dry. Well, sure it is. Sure it is. But hey, it's part of it's part of football. But yes, and I am also looking forward to the start of the football season because I'm starting to die. So, and I discovered, I don't know if you guys read the article this week, you know how we talk about Montreal as a bit of a dumpster fire and they have been for a couple of years. If you haven't yet, if you haven't yet, you should read the sports illustrated magazine about the AAFL. Oh, I haven't read that yet. Oh, my God. Like, that was destined for failure from the very first. You've got to read the whole article. It's quite long. But, oh, my God. It's it's amazing. How guys thought, thought they could start a league like that the way they started it. So, anyways. Do we have an agenda tonight or not? Yeah. Well, we got the one from last night, so we're going to use that. Did you post it? Oh, yeah, you posted it. Okay, I'll take a look at yeah. it. Yesterday. Okay, so here, here's an example of this, right? Number one, what year is this? 2015 draft class. Okay, 250, uh, 2015. So what is that, four years ago? Yeah. A guy by the name of Brett Boyko, ranked number one overall, okay, by the Scouting Bureau. Heading into the, the draft, he fell to second place in the December rankings. The uncertainty of whether he would stay, would go to the NFL led Boyko to be drafted 14th overall by the BC Lions. Okay? Yeah. Never seen a BC Lions uniform. BC still owns his rights. But what does he do? December 2nd, 2018, he signs with the San Diego Fleet of the AAF. How's that working for you, Brett? (laughs) Hey, how's that working for you? Not, I guess. Yep. Is he coming back to be coming back to the CFL? What's he going to do now? Retire? No use. Well, yeah, but he. But he made all that big money in the AAFL. Oh, wait a minute. They didn't pay them, did they? Okay, forgot about that. Sorry. Well, it's like like that other um, uh, article I wrote that the the first-round pick last year of the Hamilton Tiger Cats, a wide receiver named Mark Mark Chapman, Chapman. says he still doesn't think he's going to play in the CFL. He's another guy that was down in the AAF. Oh, was he? I thought he was wandering through NFL camps or something. 
He was initially, and then he signed in the AAF with, I can't okay. remember which team, but he says he still doesn't think he's going to come to the to the CFL. So I guess like, he's not okay, going to well, ever guess, play football again. Yeah, I guess so. And then when that article was posted, I saw some clown say, oh, the league really needs to pay these players more. What player? This guy's got no track record. Why should he get anything above rookie salary? He's got no track record. Oh. He's a nobody. Who cares if he's not coming? Yeah, I, I I don't get it. I don't understand where this excitement is over this draft. Yeah. Oh, well. I mean, I can understand, you know, the teams. I mean, it's important to the teams. They're trying to build up their Canadian talent and stuff like that. So I don't have a problem with that, but... I mean the play the in the playoffs uh, or the the fans and stuff like that. I don't know why there's the huge level of excitement. I mean, is it all that exciting to watch? Uh, I guess I didn't even see any of the draft because I was working late yesterday. But I guess, I'm guessing it was like the other years where they were in the studio and then Randy Ambrosi or some CFL guy just comes out and says who the team picks. I guess that was about it. Like it normally is, but uh, there because uh, I know there was a um, uh, an article I didn't get a chance to read it, but there was an article up saying um, that um, how do you make the CFL draft more exciting? And I sat there and I wondered, I'm like, I'm not sure you can. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure that's all that easy. It, it, it's a weird one. Yeah, even the no NFL, kidding. even the NFL, even the NFL draft is exciting. I agree. Right? Nothing close. No, it's, I mean it's boring, okay? And and we're, we've been talking about it now for for fifteen minutes, and and I'm still not excited. Yeah. Unless well, you live in Winnipeg, yeah. if you lived in Winnipeg, you could get excited about it. But then they're excited about Matt Nichols. Fuck. Seriously, come on! Well, you're just gonna get, get another yourself a quarterback. You're you're just you're just about. gonna you're just gonna be nasty to him all night, aren't you, Christopher? I can. Tell. I am. I am because bomber fans think there's the shit this year, right? Everybody's going, oh, the bombers are first first in the power mm-hmm. rankings. Yeah, like shut up, you are. Okay, I'm just counting down the seconds till we get another angry message from Mark. I'll piss on him. I don't care. I'm just tired of Bomber fans right now. Jared Jared was just, Zanowicz was just, like, freaking out about something a little while ago. What was it? Do you, do you remember? He, he was just no. on this major rant. Specific? <laughs> I don't think I can. I don't know. I don't know. What, he, what was he laughing about? Oh, he, he was on some rant about... about I know, and and it was just totally ridiculous, and I just let it go because there's. I know he was ranting that the Lions have no offensive line because what's his name, um, Co- Joe Cody, Vaughn and Cody, Cody Husband, Husband retired. retired. 
Yeah, like we weren't yeah, going to sign like, him oh, anyhow. Yeah, those guys weren't in the plans to begin with. It's not like they those guys were good. trying to get those guys back. They weren't very good. Exactly. That, well, Jovan was was one of the best ever. Okay, but he's old. Yeah. And every, everybody yeah. gets old, in, including Solly. And Cousins was pretty good as, and Cousins was pretty good as long as the quarterback didn't want the ball to be in his hand. Okay. Yeah, if you wanted so. the ball down at your shoe tops, Cody Husband was a great center. Okay. Yeah. So if you you want your QB bending over so that when the defensive linemen come at him, and he can't see them coming, you know it's just. Uh, Oh, I, I can't. Headshots anyways. I can't believe. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe that we had that going as long as we did. Like we had him for uh-huh. two years at center. Like seriously, two years. And he was constantly having problems with his snaps. You know, I would think that if you have a guy starting for you as center, as the center, what is his most important job? It's to snap the ball. Well, obviously and it's not, because he was no fucking good he at wasn't, it. He wasn't very good at it, so. I mean, oh, well. I, I'm not as optimistic about the BC Lions' chances this year as some. Some are placing them like take it winning it all. Some I I I I'm I'm really having problems putting them in the top three. But there's nobody else that would be up there. So I'm okay with that. You know, you put Calgary in first, Winnipeg in second, BC in third. Really, who's gonna knock them out? Hamilton? Edmonton? Saskatchewan? Well, no. no, but you, you know what you have to think of where BC is concerned? Forget about everything else, and you only have to think about one thing, and that is who is their the quarterback? Kicker? Who is their quarterback? Well, we know who the quarterback and, is. It's Mike Riley. Right. And that's, and right. that's what's putting and, him in third place. But, you know, there's, there's so many other question marks on that team right now. Yeah, but Mike Riley can carry it a long way. Yep. Then forever. Your your phone's your phone is messing up, Will. I was gonna say you're cutting out a bit. Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yes, Mike Riley can pull the team, carry the team on his own. No doubt about it. And he carried them right out of the playoffs last year. Okay. I mean, that's a very valid argument that we're putting up from Jared all the time. Is that you know? Okay, yeah, he's the best quarterback in the CFL, bar none. They still miss the playoffs. Well, you have to have some supporting team around them. Now, is the Lions team this year better than the Eskimos team last year? Because the Eskimos got better. They got three kick-ass linebackers. I mean, their big problem was defense last year. It wasn't offense. So if Trevor Harris can come up with 80% of the productivity that, that Mike Riley had and the defense can actually stop the ball once in a while, Edmonton could be dangerous. Yes, but in my mind, you have, <laughs> Fuck, it's a Trevor, scary place. you have Trevor Harris 
playing in the West, which is not a good place for Trevor Harris. He's never been here before. Because they, they have real football teams in the West. Okay? He struggled yes. in the East last few years. Yeah. I mean, how do you think how do you think Mike Riley would do in the West? Or he is in the East, West. Sorry. No, how would Mike Riley do in the East? Well, he's, he's probably the best I mean, quarterback in the, the West. Destroy everybody he played. <laughs> right. So, but we'll see. We'll see. I'm optimistic yeah. about BC. I think they're going to be right up there. And only reason I say that is because of Mike Riley. It, it's, Barton, I'm I'm with you. The last the last two years, okay. Winnipeg has had great teams, but they've also had Matt Nichols, and he's not gonna get it done for them ever. I don't care how don't good your team they, is if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going anywhere. I don't I don't know why they're wasting their time. Unless your team is absolutely amazing like Calgary Stampeders, and then a mediocre quarterback is okay. Right. Who's going to get 6,000 yards this year? Anyways. um, Not going to get 6,000 yards. You heard it here first. He's not Doug Flutie. And and at the end of the season, when he does have 6,000 yards, I want you to say, say live on air, Will, I apologize, you were right. I, I will apologize to you and say that you're right on many, many things, but I will never have to do it for that. Okay. Okay. Just you just keep that. You just I have no issues. I have no issues saying I'm wrong will, if somebody can prove me wrong. It will make my life week 18 when Christopher Jones apologizes to me live on air. Okay. Anyways. Um. But no. Are, would I, I, you do the same? What? Yes, would I'll, you do I'll the same? I was wrong. I'll say I was wrong at the end of the year if he doesn't get 6,000 yards. No, you have to say that I was right. Okay, I can say that too. But it's not hey, happen, everybody so. out there, the gauntlet has been dropped. Yep. The battle between Will and CJ is real. You know, one of the first times that Will actually talked to me ever, ever, he he wanted ever. to make a bet on something. He was so angry with me. He was so emotionally worked up. He wanted he was just coming at me, and he wanted to bet on something. I don't even remember it was. It was so insignificant, right? So insignificant. And then, and then, my what was my response, Will? Do you remember? I have no clue. Do you remember this happening? It, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm sure if you're saying it, it happened. I said, I'm sorry, betting is against my religion. Right. And for the next two years, Will was telling everybody how religious I was. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm not religious at all, and uh, I just don't bet on stupid things. So, but the best way to shut. Shut somebody down is is to tell them that it's against your religion, and nobody's an ass. Most people aren't an ass. They're not going to turn around and 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 question somebody's right, religion. Right, because, because I'm a very I'm a very respectful human being. Okay, um, 
<laughs> Even though the dickhead was lying take, to you, and it was okay. It didn't. It didn't take long for me to discover that CJ pushes people's buttons, and he has to go a hell of a long way to make that ever happen again. Because <laughs> I don't believe I don't believe a thing he says. Okay. CFL Labor Talks resume described as positive. Will there be a deal done before training camp? Oh, God. Does it matter? Obviously, it does to some. Will, take this one. Run with it. I know you're no lineman. You won't run real fast, so just calm down. Yes, Yes, there will be a deal before training camp. Because if there isn't, some people are not very smart. And I have we heard anything in the past week about the labor thing? Or did the draft dominate everything? Well, the Pretty draft dominated everything. But, I mean, basically the last thing that we heard was that the, the players rep guy, whatever the hell his name was, says that the uh, players are in a legal strike position. And then we turned around and proved that, that out of, what is it, Four out of the five provinces, they're not in legal strike position. Right. So, um, right. <laughs> I, I don't know who they're trying to fool. Apparently, so they they're not only up. they're not only hypocrites, but they're going to break the law. Okay. Either that, or they're just stupid. Yeah, there's always Air that possibility. Yeah, I know. But you'd think that they would have somebody that's kind of like. Guy comes from the road, somebody like with a law degree or something, but it doesn't appear so. I don't know what I don't know. Yeah, I'm so, still I'm still convinced they're going to sign an agreement next week sometime, so everybody can get to their towns for camp. Well, I mean, really, you all the, I mean? The, the the league has to turn around and say, this is what you're going to get. Now go off and you make a big fuss and, and in the media and show that you're like really upset about this, but you're going to take it for the team and whatever happens, sign the goddamn thing and let's play football. Is that what's going to happen? Probably. Probably. Because be I've wrong. never seen the players in a position of uh, strength, ever. Ever. I mean, I think they're even in less position of strength than they were whatever, three years, three, four years ago when uh, there was talk of a strike three, four years ago, I think that quite frankly they're um, they're pretty much um, they've got nothing really to grab on they lost a major bargaining chip when the AAF went under once that, once that one they've got nothing right now I mean, oh, they're it, over it's a barrel, worse. so they're going to, uh, yeah it got worse and, with Montreal. Yep. On the verge of collapsing. And now there's this uh, report that several teams can't even legally strike. So they literally have no leverage, no matter what they say. And the the, the guys running the CFLPA are not stupid people. At least I hope they're not stupid people. they got to realize that, look, we just got to get the best, jo- the best deal we can because we've don't have we don't really have anywhere to go with this one 
And I know there's been a lot of tough talk coming out of the PA. I'm 100% convinced that that's all posturing. Well, of course it is. It's been posturing for a long time. But that doesn't mean that it's not real. I just, I don't know. Your mic's not working, Will. Out again, Will. 99% of the time, the employer has an advantage, right? Right. I think it's probably pretty true, yeah. And they're the only ones who win in situations like this. So why not just agree that it's not going to happen and, and move on and play football and make some money? Unless you're a postal employee, they seem to always win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're weird people, so. They are, yeah, no doubt. So. Huh, okay. But I guess you can kind of relate posties to CFL football players, because I was reading an article the other day. Remember, do you remember Charles Roberts? Yes, of course. Yep. Okay, great CFL football player. He is a now he is now a postie in the USA. Does he drive one of those Jeeps that got the steering wheel on the wrong side? I don't they know. got those all over America. They're really cool. Mailman. Yeah. Mailman. There you go. It's yep. a job. It's a living. It's no, there's nothing yep. wrong with sure. it. No, I'm not. It's a mail. It, it's mail person. Mail person. No, it's not even a mail person, is it? It's a. Whatever you want it to be, don't. It's a postal employee. Hey, please, <laughs> please don't start with the gender stuff. I can't handle it. <laughs> no, Chrissy, you know that's why he brings it up. So go on. I know. I know. I know. Since retiring, Roberts moved to and now resides in Long Beach, California, where he works as a United States Postal Service. So maybe he's not even a postie. Maybe he's just a mail sorter. Hello, he Newman. I, I thought that he had machines for that. This is America. <laughs> okay, Charles, are we gonna get are we gonna get a contract signed? Yes or no? Yes. Um, I really believe that they are going to get a deal signed. Uh, I know there's been a lot of tough talk from the Players Association, but in reality, I don't see the appetite on the players here to go out and strike. They're going to get a raise, let's face it. Uh, I think there's no question the cap's going up. Uh, They might get some other uh, confessions, and they know they're not going to get all that they want. They're not. I don't see them getting full-on benefits. They may get something towards that, but they're not going to get it. They know they're not going to get it. And quite frankly, they also know that in a work stoppage, the owners of the teams can hold out a whole lot longer than they can. Um, I just feel, and I know there was a rhetoric going back and forth about, oh, we're in a legal position to strike, and the province is saying, oh, well, they're not allowed to strike. But if you look back, because the CFL and the PA held meetings on Monday and Tuesday earlier this week, and the tone coming out of them was actually quite positive. There wasn't any contentious um, 
um, rhetoric coming out of it, reality in relation to the meetings. And quite frankly, I just think that these guys are, are smart enough to know they cannot have a work stoppage. It would be hugely damaging to the league. Uh, so I think that uh, cooler heads are going to prevail, and we are going to get a deal, and the training camps will open up as planned. Okay. Well, that's a good thing, isn't it? Yeah, well, absolutely it is. Okay, so the next segment here is labor laws in four provinces appear to show that the CFLPA cannot legally strike at the start of camp. That's four out of five. There are only five provinces with football teams in them because, like, Ontario has three and Alberta has two. Okay? So the nine teams split over five provinces. Four of them are not in legal strike position. So if they don't show up for training camp, they lose a lot of things, including bonuses and what what was it the thing that to show up and pass or whatever what was it called? The there's, witch. A, there's a bonus. There's a bonus that they get for showing up for training camp and passing the uh, the, the medical. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that's not going to be available this year. If they don't show up for training camp on day one, that bonus is off the table. You didn't show up. How do you get bonus? How do you get paid a bonus for something if you don't do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to pass the physical, but if you're not there on day one, you don't get the bonus. I think that's pretty simple. Yeah. So they're losing out on money day one because, if I'm not mistaken, if if they hold out and miss camp and then they get a deal done, I'm not sure that bonus comes back. Well, it, it it will come back if it's negotiated back. Yes. But that doesn't mean that it has to come back. No, I mean that's the true. league can turn around and and, and the the league is going to uh, draw a hard line here somewhere, and and they need to, and then the players are screwed. And they, they what are they going to do? Regardless of how much anybody thinks or anything else, it's just not going to happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm just so confused by the people who think that, that, you know, the players deserve shit. It just blows my mind. I'm flabbergasted by it all. Okay. Let's get on from this. Anything any did, anything to add to the, the labor dispute before we move on? No, I I just want them to get a deal done because I'm already sick of talking about it. Yeah, of course it is. Number four. Oh, this one, uh, this is a lovely one. I love this one, okay? The stadium plan in Halifax is coming under scrutiny on social media and elsewhere. Should this plan be a non-starter for the team? Okay. Um. Do you honestly believe that we're going to get a football team in Halifax? I'm not convinced. I've never been convinced. 
Never. Not when they're going to build a stadium for 12,000 people. <laughs> what What in reality is the point? I mean, seriously. I'm totally confused well, by all of this. And, and now they've got the stadium, and, and nobody wants – they, they need to come out and say that we've got some money to build a stadium. And yet exactly what happened to the city council has said, show us the money. You haven't showed us any money. You have not proved that you are capable of putting anything up for this stadium. And it's true. So I, I absolutely don't understand how they think this is going to happen. I'm I'm at a loss for words. That's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. Very. You know, it, it's two things about this, right? One, it's not fun. This show is not fun if we're all agreeing on everything, okay? And mm-hmm. so far, we kind of agree on pretty much everything, okay? The draft is boring. It really doesn't make that much difference. The, the, the bombers the strike, suck. The bombers suck. <laughs> now, the bombers don't suck. The bombers are actually a really good football team. Their quarterback. Oh, sorry, sucks. Matt Nichols sucks. Yeah. 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 We've Nobody's all agreed arguing that, with that. Believe what? We get, We've all agreed that Bolivar Mitchell is going to throw for six thousand yards this year. Well, um, that was not something we actually agreed on. Let's do a poll. Will Bo Levi Mitchell throw for 6,000 yards this year? Will, what's your answer there? Uh, I'm thinking 6,500. Oh, okay. Not just 6,000, oh. going for 6,500. Charles, do you think he's going to throw for 6,000 yards today? Do you think he's going to beat Doug Flutie's record? Uh, No. Now, have you even bothered to ask me what my philosophy or what my thought process is behind this? Why I think it's going to no. happen? No, I, I don't think I really care because it's not possible. <laughs> okay. okay. I'd like to hear. Well, okay. I'm Charles wants to hear, so you better throw it out there. Just in it's, case there's one, maybe be... two other people that want to hear it. Okay. So, so a number of things so are going to be a number of number of things are going to be proven this year. One of the things that's going to be proven is that Bo Levi is better than Mike Riley, okay? Because he's going to be on the field a lot this year because Calgary's defense is going to be not that good. So they're putting all their eggs in one basket, and that's their offense. And so he's just going to be on the field board. He's going to get more opportunities, and he's just going to do it, man. It's that simple. You, you know that makes no fucking sense at all, right? And 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 on top of that, I'm thinking if he throws for 6,500 yards, yeah, they're going to go 20 and 0. So there I, you go. Uh, my brain hurts. Now. My brain hurts. 
Oh. You see, Charles, I know how I know how to get to CJ now. Yes, you I just, certainly do. I just I just I just pull the stupidest thing I can out of the air and it makes him crazy. Oh, it doesn't make me crazy. I just I just cannot believe that you would actually say something so ridiculous and stupid because I, 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 I at times at times I actually consider you an intelligent person and other times I, I, I consider only you a times, Peter's right? fan yeah only times sometimes not all the time definitely not all the time and and definitely not now mm-hmm. well and for me I think you're a pretty knowledgeable football guy but then I read some of the other stuff you and I just like, wow, really? Okay. Pertaining to what? No, we're not going there. This is a football show. The football this is a show? football show. This is a football Can show. Can we talk about this after? Hey, have you guys ever seen something called Google Hangout? Yes, I have. No. I've heard of that. Yep. What's that? It's pretty pretty cool. It's like a conferencing thing. Where you're all on yeah. your little iPhone or whatever it is, and uh, it's, it's an app like that you each have, thing. and then whoever's talking's picture shows up on everybody's phone, and and yeah. it's like you've got your talking stick. So if your picture's up on the thing, then everybody else has to shut up. Yeah, it, it's oh, kind okay. of a really, kind of a real cool way of getting uh, Robert's rules of orders into into line here. Yeah, no, I've heard of it. Yeah, for sure. Actually, there's a lot of podcasts that use that. Really? Yeah, I've really? heard a podcast using that, Google Hangout. How do we podcast with that? That I, I don't I think know. You'd, have to, you'd have to record it and then play it out afterwards. I believe so. Something like that. I don't want to do that. I want to be, I want to be uh, live. No, I want to be live. I want to be, yeah, live, to be live in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. May the fourth be with you tomorrow, eh? Yep. Thought I'd share that one with you. Okay. Oh my God! Look at this. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers put out a very creative video to mark their single game tickets going on sale. Did you see it? No. Would you like I to did. see it? No. Would you like to see teams do more of these creative <laughs> advertisements? Well, I, I think the uh, the. BC Lions uh, video a while back that was pretty spectacular. Do you remember that one, Charles? Yep. What was a that one about? I remember the Lions. Yeah, thing. they they just yep. rocked it, and now the Bombers are trying to play catch up, and 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 trying to go. Oh look, look at us. We could do the same thing. Yeah, we're cool. We we we're doing our single game tick, single game tickets. Jesus, really? I thought you guys were like sold out and everything, and you don't have to worry about that shit. Okay. Bomber fans. I actually liked the the video though that they did. It was actually I thought it was really well done. Did you? I I didn't. You know, yeah. Oh, I wonder. I wonder where people's priorities in life are. Because today tickets went on sale to see Oprah with. Your your mic cut out. You cut out we, again. We did, yeah, we don't know who you're talk, going to see. I thought you actually said something stupid like Oprah Winfrey. I did say Oprah Winfrey. 
<laughs> easy for you to say. It sure didn't sound good. <laughs> okay, so so she sold out in seven minutes. What okay? took so long? I don't know. Maybe the phone lines were down. Um, okay. And the cheapest ticket is four hundred bucks. Huh. Enjoy, folks. <laughs> like wow. I'm good, Start by talking. the way. I'll pass. Start talking because I'm going to change my headphones right now. Oh, that's Indeed. great. We're kind of excited about that. Mm. Yeah, huh. I'm not rushing out to get tickets to Oprah Winfrey. So. No, no. no. Besides, they're sold out no. from what I, Will just told us. Well, okay. that doesn't Is bother better? me at all. Is that better? Is that that's better? much yes. better. Yeah. Okay. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So okay. why would you go see Oprah Winfrey for an hour? Four hundred dollars one. When in reality you could go to a whole season of Stan Peters games for four hundred bucks. Especially considering well, you can watch Oprah Winfrey on television every day for free. Well, not anymore. The whole thing is, is I've but, never watched Oprah Winfrey on television for free. Nor have so I. So why the hell would I spend $400 to go see her somewhere live? Mm-hmm. The woman does not impress me. But she impresses the entire world, so, you know, I, don't I guess you're not she easily impressed. But she no. does. She's she's huge. I'm not talking about weight here. Okay? She's huge. She's a big girl, okay? Just big no. bones. Right, get it? Wink, she's wink. A yo, she's a yo-yo. She's a yo-yo. She's a yo-yo. She goes up and down. So, but yeah. So I'm just amazed by that. Anyways, get back to football. Yep. Back to football. What's football? Oh yeah. Winnipeg Blue Bombers put out their very cool video. Did you watch it, Will? No. Okay, so you don't care about the video, or you just didn't know about it. Um, I think I heard about it, but I just haven't had a chance. Okay. Why is it so cool? I don't know. It's on the agenda if you want to watch it. What's that? What was that? The link is on the agenda if you ever want to watch it. It's a, that's what the link I put for it. So. Oh, I'd have to go back and look. Yep. Under. I can't find it. Oh, there it is. That's oh. got to be it. Is it a long video, or is it like 30 seconds or less, or what? I think it's only like 30 seconds or something like that. 45 seconds. I just thought That's it was funny long. the way they did it. Basically promoting, it promotes their schedule and stuff like that. Like, for the week they no. play the Argos, they got the guy crashing a boat, and the Stampeders, the guy's being chased by a miniature horse. I thought it was kind of funny. I'm not a Bombers fan, but I thought it was funny anyways. Okay. Mark, did you like the video? Because you're probably the only one that really did. He's a Bombers fan. Of course he did, right? He listens to the show, sort of. Kind of wants to be, but not really. Okay. Kind of like his quarterback. Kind of wants to be a quarterback, but isn't really. Okay. Jumping over, segment six. Solomon Aluminium 
has been released officially by the BC Lions. Where do we think he will end up? Did you just flip me the bird, Mark? Did you really just flip me the bird? Ah. <laughs> yes, he I did. I really hate these did. gifts that just go over and over again. I had to minimize that. I can't stand that thing that just keeps doing it. Like, play it once, then shut up and stop doing it, right? But no, they got to repeat over and over and over and over again. I hate that. <laughs> tired. Okay. Um, what were we talking about? Solomon Enemy. Where do we think Solly's going to land? Everybody says he's going to go to the Riders. Oh, no, he's going to go to the Bombers and make up Team 100 again. Uh, one of us had a pretty good idea that he was going to go over to Ottawa. Yeah, that's what I was going to – that's what I said. That's going to go – I thought he was going to go to Ottawa. They need the help on defense. Yeah, yeah. They have no identity. This would he he would be something you could build the franchise around. Okay. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Talk to me. Who's going to say something? Where's Solly going to go? Will, do you want him on Calgary team? No. He doesn't fit here. No. Really? Stepping in for Singleton who's out? He's gone no, now? he doesn't fit here. Mm-mm. Why? They never bring in old. Money? They never bring in old guys that want more money. So, and I and I still think uh, I still think the Stampeders have left some money aside in case Alex Singleton doesn't make the NFL. So. But I can see him going to Ottawa, Saskatchewan. I don't think Winnipeg can afford him um, unless he's willing to pay for play for less money. And do we know his status? Is he healthy again or not? We don't know. He he, he played that playoff game and he played poorly. And uh, yeah. that was it. That was the first game he played back was the playoff game that he lost. And... Uh, so that was it. I mean, it's a wrist injury. I mean, how big of a problem can a wrist injury be to a linebacker? Tape it up, buddy, and let's suck it up. But it it took it kept him out for what, fourteen games. That's huge. I don't know. Yeah, it is. I I don't yeah, know. If, I don't I mean, know if people will take a chance on him if he's not cheap. He's got to be cheap. Well, you know if I mean? he was yeah. cheap, he would have stayed in BC. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, but I he, think... he he already had a contract in BC, did he not? Yeah, he's had several. Yeah. So right, but. Once he gets released, he doesn't have a contract anymore, so he can sign somewhere cheap. It's kind of he wouldn't you wouldn't cut him and then re-sign him at a cheaper value. He wouldn't let you do that. It, it's sure. been to happen. I know it's happened, but I think someone's out there is going to take a chance on him. I think. Uh... Maybe only on like a one-year contract or anything like that because you know he is coming off the injury. But 
uh, he has the history that I think, um, you know, someone out there is going to, you know, take a chance on him. I think he's too good to pass up. I know he's had the injury, but like I said, you can bring him in a, at least on a one-year uh, deal if, um, you know, he comes in and he's not the same guy he was before. Well, you've only got him for the one year, so you can let him go at the end of the year. So that's why I thought a team like like Ottawa could be uh, a good fit for him because, um, you know, they lost a lot of players uh, in free agency and um, they're trying to build back up. So uh, that's why I see him there. I could also see him in Regina with the Rough Riders. I mean, remember, they lost Willie Jefferson. They lost a couple other uh, key defensive players and they might want to bolster the defense. They got Micah Johnson. Yes, that's true. Which they spent too much. Which they spent too much money on him. So uh, I, I also know. agree with that. So um, that could be the issue there is that they might not be able to afford it. And you know the other thing I don't understand is why wouldn't the team take a chance on him? Because if he's not very good, you can cut him before Labor Day, and there's no problem, right? Yeah, that's true. So, so. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I I do think he'll be playing in the league again this year. I think oh, someone will scoop him up so for camp. Oh, my God. Are those guys still alive? What guys? Okay. Um, I'm just scrolling, right? And scrolling, it mm-hmm. says... He says he's willing to wrestle the Undertaker again in the hell, inside hell in a cell. Aren't, aren't these guys like both in their like sixties? Yep. It's amazing what money will get people to do. I mean, the Undertaker was cool when he had those abs and he did that sit-up thing. It was that was amazing. Yep. But you know, still, no, not there. Yeah. No, nobody's going to be surprised if he ends up in Saskatchewan, Mark. Don't worry about it, okay? So go back to flipping your bird to somebody else. Here's a recap of last night's draft. We think. Isn't that pretty much everybody? I think so. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. AAF players are now free to sign in the CFL. Do we think a lot of players will make the trek up north? You almost want to say no. You almost want to say fuck yeah. But trying to be competitive, I guess would BC say yes to Brett Boyko coming up? Possibly. Yeah, why not? Yeah, I think he probably would. Depend, Of course, providing the the price is right and stuff like that, but um, hmm. I'm sure they would. I'm sure any talent. I mean, let's face it. There was not spectacular talent in the AAF. If there was, people would have gone to watch it, and it would still be alive. But there's always diamonds in the rough. Hell, you you saw a bunch of players from back when the XFL, after they folded, a bunch of players went to the uh, CFL and the NFL. So there is still obvious. There was still talented players down in the AAF. So um, I think you could see, um, you know, the top guys, if 
they don't go to the NFL, there's a good possibility you're going to see some of these guys come here. Yeah. No doubt about that. Yep. I would think the Stampeders would probably be trying to sign Deontay Evans, like, right now. Okay? So, he was in the AAF, so... But then again, he said he wanted to shot at the NFL. So, who knows? Who knows what their mindset is? I wonder if we'll see what's the guy. There was one a receiver that went down there, used to play with the Lions. Oh, what's his name? Mervin Fernandez. Um, no, Mervin Fernandez. Yeah. Jesus. No, a recent right. Lion. Um, I can't remember. There was a guy, he played recently for the Lions. He only played here for like a year, and then he went down to the AAF. I can't remember who it was, but uh, it'll come to me. He'd come back. Okay. He used to play for Hamilton, then he played for the Lions, but I, I'm just trying to remember what his name is, and it slipped in my mind. Hmm. He might See, come I, back, and I can't remember his name. But does uh, yeah. BC's new gen- is BC's new general manager? Does he want him back? That's the thing, because he's changed that team big time. Oh, that's yeah. true. So, yeah. I don't. Point. So. No, you cut out. I'm cutting out, or just fading off. You're back now. Okay. I'm just kind of falling asleep. I'm boring myself. <laughs> no, I can't talk about AAF. It just it's boring. I don't mm-hmm. care. There's so many things on here I don't care. It's a bad week to play talk about football, even though it was supposed How? to be exciting with a draft and everything, but that was boring. How much can you talk about the draft? Yeah. I'm trying to make it go. We're not even an hour into the show yet. And we're almost finished the agenda. And then what are I we going to talk that. about? Hmm. I'm sure we'll figure something out. I mean, I could go to bed. No problems. I've been up since 4 o'clock this morning. So <laughs> I could just say, hey, good night, everybody. Take care. <clears throat> go to sleep. Wake me when the training camp starts. Wake you when Bo throws for 6,500 yards. Yeah, I know. Come on. Uh, CFL records. Okay, let's do this. CFL records. We're going to just, like, Google this and see what we got here, according to Three Down Nation. Who cares about Three Down Nation? This is Canadian football records. We want this, okay? Most passing yards. Let's go this. Most passing yards one season. Doug Flutie, 6,619. Okay? Doug Flutie, 6,092 yards. Oh, we even got Ken Austin in here at 62.25. Okay. There's been two, four, five, five times it succeeded 6,000 yards. Two of them were Doug Flutie. He almost made yep. a third one. He was like 55 yards short in, in 90, uh, 92. Who was the only quarterback that didn't play for one of our teams that question is very ambiguous 
So when you say he didn't play for one of our teams, you're, you're saying BC, One of the Calgary? current teams. One of the current nine teams did not play for one of the current nine teams. And he threw for big yardage? 6,023 yards in 1993. Uh, There's a hint yeah, for you, 1993. Yeah. Uh, I know who it is. It's David Archer with the Sacramento Gold Miners. Correct. Yes. David Archer. He was actually a great quarterback. He was. Where? Why did he disappear? Well, he didn't. He played uh, for Sacramento and San Antonio, and then he played for Edmonton. Oh, did he go up to Edmonton? I didn't realize that. Yes, he that. did. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, look. Mike Riley. Two, four, six. Eight in eighth position overall. Mike Riley for fifty eight hundred and thirty yards. I, you know what? I I don't notice. There's the, the Bo Levi Mitchell's not on this list anywhere. I guess maybe if we you should Doug Flutie should only have one position, and then maybe Bo could jump up the list a little bit. But two, four, three, four of the top ten are Doug Flutie. What does that tell you? Greatest quarterback ever to play the game. CFL game. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. of course. It's, how could you not argue with that? I, I still shake my head at people that try to argue that. What? That Doug Flutie was the greatest quarterback in the CFL. I mean, how many years was he in the CFL? Uh, Flutie was in six, six years, I think. He he was two with BC, and f- no, it was more than six. He was I think. one with BC. I think he was, it was only one. eight. No, he was with BC for two years, ninety and ninety-one. Yeah, ninety, ninety-one. Calgary from uh, ninety-two to ninety-five, and then Toronto to ninety-seven. So yeah, seven years, eight years. Seven years, yeah. Well, 1990 to 97 would be eight years. That's right. Okay. So here's what the problem is. Most career passing yards played seven years. He is in seventh place overall with 41,000 yards. Okay. That's amazing. Most passing Mm -hmm. yards one season, Doug got Four out of the top ten. Most passing yards in one game? Well, we all know it's Matt Dunnigan, right? Doug Flutie was number four with 582 in one yard, one game. And he also yep. had 556 in one game. So he had two of the top ten. Okay? Uh, most passing yards per game in career? Oh, that's Doug Flutie, 306 yards average. Okay? Most passing yards per game one season. Doug Flutie, 367. Most passing attempts in a career. Well, Doug's down there at number 10 position. Most passing yards attempts in one. Uh, most passing attempts in one season. Doug Flutie's number two. I, he, he's, he's just all over these stats. And he played seven or eight years in the CFL. In his eight seasons, he won the most outstanding players six times. Which I believe, yeah. again, is that, more that than anybody kinda, else. That kind of sells it right there, doesn't it? 
I mean, how do yeah. you? That, yeah, that's more than anybody. Nobody else has won. I don't know if anyone else has won four, let alone six. Maybe with Russ Jackson won three. Jackie Parker won three. Yeah. Doug Flutie won six. Six out of eight. Including like, four in a row at one point. Like, fuck me. Like, how? Uh, who is stupid enough to argue against that one? Not even me. No, no. No, that's just, that's just that's just not an argument you ever can have. Okay, it's obvious. It's like the nose on your face. Okay, it's all. Yeah. Let's let's see where we got we got something that in here that makes sale. most passing interceptions per career. Who do you think that was? Danny McManus. <laughs> Matt Dunnigan. Matt Danny Mc, McManus. <laughs> no, Matt Dunnigan is actually quite far down the list. He's in number six. Oh, really? Okay. Okay, uh, I got to go upstairs for a minute. Can you guys uh, like talk about something? Are you okay. coming back? I, I'm coming back. Okay. Okay, now that he's gone, we'll talk more about how great um, Bo Levi Mitchell is. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to talk about that. Um, what should we go on to Well, next? he's a legend. He's a legend in my mind, so, you know. Well, of course he I is. Say? Yep. Yeah. you got to support the players that are on your team. It's that simple. Yep. So, there's nothing to it. Is okay, he, is he better than... Yeah. What? Is he better, is he better than Doug Flutie? Yeah, no. Um, but I, I think don't know. within, I think within a year or a year and a half, he will break, um, Henry Burris's record. He's got to be the, the leading passer for the Stampeders of all time. The Stampeders. So. Yeah. How long he signed, what, a three-year contract with the Stampeders? Who? Bo Levi Mitchell. I think it's four. Is it four? I think it was four. Yeah. Yeah, same as Mike Brown. They love this money. Yeah, so likely uh, he is going to pass uh, Henry Burris. Henry Burris. Henry Burris is the leading passer in, in St. Peter's history, right? Yes. Currently, yeah. So I would suspect yes. that, providing he stays healthy, he will beat that. Probably not next season, but probably the season after. Yeah. Or, yeah. Unless I'm, unless I'm, you know. Not being optimistic enough, and he throws for seventy five hundred yards this year. <laughs> okay, well, either that he'll be like uh, worldwide news or something like that. Cause that well, he, he'll probably try and get out of his. He'll probably try to get out of his uh, Peter's contract so he can go to the NFL. Yeah, no so, kidding. <laughs> but seventy five hundred yards. It is not going to happen. No. But I know uh, I know Christopher I know Christopher didn't want to talk about the draft, but if you look down the draft, you know, um Winnipeg signed some big, big, big offensive linemen. They did. No question. I think about they're it. trying I think they're trying to make up for the ones they lost this year. You know what I mean? Six foot five, like the, six foot six. Yep. 
Uh, let's see, any more? Uh, did they pick any more? Another guy, six foot four. Yep. And all uh, three hundred plus either. pounds. So. Yeah, they're big, big, uh, big yep. linemen. Yep. No doubt about it. Mhm. So. Uh, Lions didn't pick the twenty sixth. Linebacker, defensive back. You got one. Lions picked an old lineman that's five eleven. Swell. A little offensive lineman, and that's the I believe that's the only offensive lineman they took. Some five foot eleven guy. You want your your offensive lineman to be big. You don't want five foot eleven guys. There are running backs that are taller than him. Unless, 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 unless you have a short quarterback, and you make which him, we do not, and you make, and you make him the center so he can see over in the offensive line. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, but Mike but, Riley's uh, not a short quarterback. Doug Flutie would be no. good for Doug Flutie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, but no, there's a lot of offensive linemen. A lot of defensive linemen, and that's usually the norm in the in the CFL draft, is what they pick. Okay, and mm-hmm. a lot of them, because on the defensive line you need rotation, so guys stay, um, <clears throat> so guys stay uh, not don't get tired. So it it helps to have some Canadian defensive linemen, and those there some of them have been pretty good. So. You know, I mean, what's his name in Edmonton is Canadian, is he not? Which one? You know, Rhonda's, Rhonda's favorite player, Kwaki Boateng or whatever the heck Boateng, his name is. yeah, yes, yes. He's he Canadian, is. and he's he's yep. gonna be he's gonna be in Edmonton for a long time. So I think so. I think you're right. A, he was a first round pick too. So yeah. I mean, you do get some Canadians that are first round picks and stick. Okay. Well, Shane, Shane Richards, do you look at the first-round pick? The first overall pick by the Argos, uh, Shane yep. Richards from Oklahoma, six foot eight, three twenty-five. Yeah. Now, I know there's a lot of questions about whether he'll come to the CFL because a guy his size and like that, good chance, especially playing at a top school like Oklahoma, I think there's a good chance he at least gets a look in the NFL. So he's not a guy that's probably going to be there right away. But... You know, if he doesn't make it, uh, he'd be a good guy to have it with that size at six foot eight. Uh, that's the kind of guy you want on the offensive line, providing he's sometimes, got the foot speed. Providing he's got course, the foot some, speed. Yeah, of course. Sometimes you got to wait for these guys to to uh, live out their NFL dream, and it usually lasts about two years. Because cause look at uh, Saskatchewan. Signed two or three weeks ago, the guy who was the first round pick and went to the went to the NFL, Dakota Sheffley. He was one yep. of their first round picks, and he went to the NFL first, and they got him two years later. So, yep. that's not bad. That's not bad. That's true. Mark so. just chimed in. Richards is a jerk. Okay. <laughs> and we don't and, know a lot about Shane Richards, but. Desjardins is supposedly as nasty as Chung. Okay, that's yep. nice. Okay, I mean, if you play any line position in the CFL, you have to be nasty. Okay, so. Yep. 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, you know, it, it, I'm curious to see, you know, the the Stampeders they signed a wide receiver, or sorry, they drafted a wide receiver, and he's like six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds. And John Huffnagel was saying today that he liked him because he's not scared to get to get a bloody nose, if you know what I mean. So, mm-hmm. and he was he played he played for University of Connecticut, I do believe, and they're excited to get uh, him. So, yeah, Hergie so, Mayala from Connecticut. Yeah. He, he's six foot two, two hundred and three pounds. Uh huh. Mm. Yeah. So and the other one that jumps out at me a line, for a wide receiver too, Justin McKinnis, who was drafted six overall by Saskatchewan. He's a wide receiver. He's six foot six. Yeah. Yeah. Big targets are nice, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how... Well, you know, it's funny because, you know, you think about it, and we can talk about the NFL draft a little bit. You know, the last 10 years, prototypical NFL drafted quarterback was six foot five, 220 pounds. And who was the first round pick this year? That kid out of, uh, come on, where was he at? He's 5'10 and 200 and some pounds. And yeah. I've watched him quite, I've watched him quite a bit. And I'm surprised they picked him first overall, but he has, he has, he has demon speed. Okay. Yeah. Like Kyler he ran Murray the four, from Oklahoma. Right. He ran the four two four two forty or something like that. And I've watched yep. him a lot and he's he's a scary player. And I think what's his name has opened the doors for some of these smaller guys. The guy the guy in Seattle. What's his oh, name? Russell the Wilson. quarterback. Yeah. Russell yeah, Wilson, because he's yeah, not overly big. Yeah, because you're seeing some more now now more of these smaller quarterbacks. That aren't the yeah. prototypical guys, especially in the NFL, but they can right. use their feet. And really, it go you right. could almost, I think, trace this somewhat back to Doug Flutie, because until he had come along and did what he did in the CFL, you really didn't see quarterbacks like that in either league. You didn't get a lot of the no. scrambling quarterback. You, you you did have some. You, you had like Matt Dunnigan, but he was a lot bigger than Doug Flutie. But once he did that, and then once Flutie left the CFL to go back to the NFL and you saw and he had some success when he went back there, you started to see more and more of these smaller, more mobile quarterbacks that ran, that can scramble and even if they weren't the biggest guys, they could get themselves out of trouble and give the receivers a few extra seconds to get open. Yeah, and I and I think the other guy who's led the way for these smaller guys has gotta be has gotta be Drew Brees, okay? Because yeah, he's not overly big, and and he's had a he's had a pretty consistent. I mean, let's face it, they traded him out of uh, San Diego in replace of uh, what's his name Rivers because Rivers is the prototypical six foot four or six foot five, and and Drew Brees wasn't there, and I think Drew Brees has definitely had a bigger career than Rivers has had so far. So. True. But Breeze isn't quite I, I leave you guys for two minutes either. and you start talking NFL. Well, not necessarily. Well, well yeah. seriously. 
Including with no, the CFL, no, no. we were talking more about mobile quarterbacks and guys that and, run around and, and stuff like that. And and drafting guys and stuff like that. So, you know, and I know we didn't want to embarrass you of with your lack of knowledge on the NFL. So, you know, we, we, we thought we'd take this time. And now that you're back, sir, we can talk what, what whatever you want to talk the, about. What's the name of the podcast? Um, let's talk let's name. Talk. Oh, amazing was, CFL. Seriously? No, but it was all tied in with the CFL because we were talking about uh, how Drew Brees. We started, we started you talk talking about Drew about Willie. The draft. No, we started talking about the draft, and that led into the NFL draft and small quarterbacks and how Doug Flutie has probably paved the way for some of these smaller quarterbacks. So it's all part and parcel, buddy. Maybe you can come up with an interesting topic. What do you think? I don't know. We're having a crisis in this house right now. I don't know whether or not I'm going to stick around. (laughs) Do you, do you have, can you tell me since you had your magic list of records out there, who has the record for most touchdown passes in a game? I know this one. It's six or seven. I think it's seven. Yeah, for... uh, Most touchdown career, thinking... one season, one game. Joe Zugger, nineteen sixty-two. He had eight. Then Jim oh, Van wow. Pelt, Tobin Rote, Tobin Rote, and Ricky Foggy all have seven. And nine players. Ricky Foggy. Ricky Foggy. Ricky really? Foggy in 1990 had seven in one game. Boy, I would not have that name up there. And then nine players have six, including Henry Burris. Hmm. But Joe Zugger okay. in 1962 had eight in one game. <sighs> Excuse me. Joe Zugger. Wow. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Joe Zugger. Yeah. Most touchdown passes in one season? Anybody want to guess? Um, Kahari Jones. No, I think that's Flutie. Doug Flutie. He had number one. Doug Flutie was number two. I think. 48, 47. And guess who had 46? Wasn't Doug Flutie. Kahari Jones. Kahari Jones, yes. And then Doug Flutie had 44. So he's got three of the top four. (laughs) <laughs> That's funny uh, Yeah, Henry Burris has got three of the top ten Doug Flutie's got another one But Damon Allen's the greatest quarterback of the CFL, right? Oh, Some people are trying to make that stupid but argument I He just played forever I couldn't wait for him to leave BC away. I could not kick him out the door fast enough Here's here's one for you. Who has the most consecutive regular season games with a touchdown pass? Most consecutive regular season games. Hmm. Are you looking it up? Because that's cheating. No, I'm not looking it up. I'm thinking. Um, I'm going to throw a name off the top of my head, and I'll say Sam Echeverry. 
I don't know why oh, that name came to my mind. You're, you're cheating, okay, looked, Charles. You're looking right, it up. I looked it up. I looked that one up. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I was going to say Anthony Calvillo. No, Calvillo was. I guess. Okay, Will. Who was number two? I know the answer, Anthony. so I won't answer. So I won't answer. Anthony Calvillo. No, he was number Wrong. three. Oh, okay. Uh, I don't know, Matt Dunnigan? Nope. No, he's not in the top. Oh, he is in the top ten. He's number ten. Doug Flutie's uh, number four. Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia. No, he's not on the list. Kahari I'll give you credit, Jones. though. Bo Levi Mitchell's actually on the list. Two, four, six. For what? He's in the place right behind Mike Riley. Not quite, oh, not okay. quite as good as Mike Riley. I'll give you a hint for number two, Will. He just retired. Yeah, just recently retired. Really? Ricky Ray? Nope. Ricky Ray retire? He hasn't retired, you know. No. I don't no, know Ricky if he'll Ray ever has... retire. Oh. <laughs> Are we talking <laughs> is it what's his name? So sorry, what is Yes, it's what's his name, that's right. No no what's 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 the uh, category? Most consecutive, Most consecutive games regular with a season pass. games with a sound pass. And oh, and Charles and cheated. I mean, just retired. Drew Tate. Drew Tate. He's just being an <laughs> asshole now. He didn't play enough games, Debbie. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't resist. I don't know. And he just retired? Yep. Oh, Henry Burris. Henry Burris. Nope. Well, so who retired this year? He retired like three years ago. Well, you didn't Henry say Burris. that. You said he just no, retired. No, Henry Burris retired three years ago. Recently retired. Yes. Darian Durant? Literally within the last six weeks, this guy retired. Really? Yes. Yeah. Why can't? I, yeah. Why don't I know this? Why don't I, I don't know? know. Oh, Travis Lule. There you oh. go. Ding, 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 ding. Unbelievable. I can't believe it took that long. I can't either. Well, yeah, but I don't consider him a quarterback because he hasn't played that much in the last five years. So He's obviously one of the best of all time. Well, he's yeah, on the list. Well, uh, he's on the list. Okay. Okay. Sure. Sure. I get that. Um, so let me ask you, here's a question I'll just throw out since we got nothing to talk about. Who is? And you guys can go one at a time. Who is your all-time favorite CFL quarterback? And it can't CFL. be CFL quarterback. Not Doug Flutie. Not Doug Flutie. Why? Well, what if he is? Well, because every, every everybody everybody like Doug Flutie. Okay, what you're saying out. is number two. Your second favorite. Sure, number two. Number two. Let's go. Number two. Okay, let's see here. I have an answer. All okay. right. Go for it. Well, it it depends on. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I want to qualify this. Is this a, somebody that we actually just like, or is it somebody who we think is just a, a, an outstanding quarterback? Either or doesn't matter. Who's your favorite all-time quarterback? Doug Flutie. 
other than other than Doug Flutie, I said. Because he's everybody's all-time favorite quarterback. Okay, if you want to go on ability to play the game, I would pick Ricky Ray. If you want to go on on on, on like my personal choice, I would take Buck Pierce. Really? Okay. I just cheer guts and glory for that guy. I mean, I, I absolutely love Buck Pierce. I loved him when he was in BC. I loved watching him in Winnipeg. I mean, he took some of the most hellacious hits ever and bounces up and, and well, kind of staggers around a bit and then plays football some more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, right. Ricky Ray it, it is probably the most accurate quarterback I've seen in my life. Uh, and the guy's just a surgeon. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm always going to be a Ricky Ray fan. I'm always going to be a Mike Riley fan. I'm always going to be a Buck Pierce fan. For me, uh, growing up, uh, it was Matt Dunnigan. Yeah, yeah, Matt Dunnigan was in that list, too, for me. Yeah. Just the way he played. Matt Dunnigan played a lot like Mike Riley does, although he was smaller than Riley. But he was one of these guys, these quarterbacks that that he ran, and he just he didn't care. Like, he, he it would get him injured sometimes, and that's probably why his career ended so early. But he just ran a lot like Buck Pierce, too, that um, he ran a lot of times like a running back. And he well, run like head, head first into people. BC he, had he retired a, with concussion, a, a, a so. plethora of quarterbacks like this, okay? Mm-hmm. Whether we're talking uh, Matt Donegan, Buck Pierce, Casey Printers, uh, you know, Dave Dickinson, uh, mm-hmm. Travis Lule, Mike Riley, they were all beasts. You know, they all took off with the ball, you know. And, I mean, for lack of a better term, we can even put Damon Allen into that list. Mm-hmm. But that that was just the, the operated – the M.O. for BC Lions quarterbacks. That's what they did. Straight across the board, it didn't matter. And, and it wasn't over one – era wasn't like Wally Buono era. It was like for decades. It was all the same. <clears throat> yep. It was an exciting time. And and now we have Mike Riley. Best quarterback in the CFL today, tomorrow yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Six hundred yards for Bo Levi Mitchell. Fuck. Six thousand. I'm surprised if he gets 600. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Do, do you know why I said that, Will? Because he's Wait due. That. He's due. Don't say stuff like that. You're jinxing him. Don't say stuff like that. Um, aren't you going to ask me who my favorite was? Okay, well, who's got, your cor- favorite I, I quarterback got, of all time? I got, I got, I got two. You got two. I have, wow. I have loved Matt Dunnigan forever. The guy, as far as I was concerned, was fantastic. Okay, great quarterback, great quarterback. Yep. And Jeff Garcia was another guy I really liked because he was, he was not very big, 
and he would try and run over people. Okay. And I really liked him a lot. So. And of course, I like Doug Flutie too, but but Doug Flutie disappointed me more times than not when he played in Calgary. So, yeah. So, but whatever. Rushing yards, most rushing yards by a Canadian, most rushing yards by a quarterback. Ooh, one season. Who Damon was this? Damon Allen. Damon Allen. Nope. Damon Allen. Number number two. Matt, Matt Dunnigan. Nope. There is five in this category, and three of them were the same guy. Three different years. Charles, quit looking it up. No, I'm not looking it up at all. Is it Doug Flutie? Flutie. Nope. Doug Flutie's not on the list. Damon Allen is number two. Kerry Joseph is number three. Who are the other three? Is it Anthony Colville? Most no. rushing yards by a quarterback, Anthony Calvillo. <laughs> he's, he's negative. He's got negative yards in rushing, doesn't he? He didn't. He didn't run ever. No, no, no. He's right okay, up there with I'll Bo go, Levi. I'll go out on a limb. Marcus Crandall. <laughs> <laughs> that would be one year. Yeah. But I said three oh, okay. years. He's got three years. Okay. Um. Tracy Ham. Mark, Mark looked it up. Tracy Ham. Tracy Ham. Not fair when you cheat, Mark. You forget about these guys. Yeah, you do. You forget Most about rushing these yards guys. one so, season. Pringle. Yeah, Pringle's up there. He's John Cornish was number three. Mm-hmm. Who's number two? Uh, Mike Pringle's two for one and two. Oh, okay. One and Willie two. Burden. Willie Burden's number <clears throat> three. John Cornish is four, and Earl Lunsford from nineteen sixty one. Is Mark trying to tell me he didn't cheat? I don't believe him. He's from Winnipeg. They all lie. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Don't let what Mark has to work. He can just say things nonstop. Um, <laughs> so, hey, here's a thought. Which, who do you think is going to be Winnipeg's starting quarterback this year? They're gonna. I think they'll start with Matt Nichols. If he struggles out of the gate, I think they'll they won't be as hesitant to go to Straveler. Because you can only so, go with Matt Nichols for so long. So here's my question to you: How can you consider them a contender when you don't believe that quarterback is gonna? He's the number one quarterback. It's a good question. How, how well, can you consider them like a, a, a contender when you don't know – you're not convinced the number one quarterback is your the number buddy, one quarterback? Your, 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 buddy Jared, your buddy Jared defends Matt Nichols all the time. He has to. He's, he's like drinking the Kool-Aid. So 
you know, I mean, hey, and I, I, you know, and and since we're on the subject of quarterbacks, Strebler actually reminds me of Matt Dunnigan, only bigger, stronger, and probably faster. I don't, I don't know if he is bigger, is he? I think he is bigger. And if he and if he picks up the passing game, it'll be amazing. Yeah, you hold on to that thought, Mark. You you can have hope there, Mark. You have uh, you to score have points there. to win games, okay? That's just the bottom yes, line. Yes, you do. Saskatchewan found that out last year. You have to score points. Defense can score the points, but hey, and and if you remember correctly, Mark, the only reason Winnipeg or Calgary beat Winnipeg last year <laughs> was because your quarterback threw Calgary's defense the ball, okay, and they ran it in for a touchdown. So you're right, defense does win, especially when Matt Nichols is throwing the ball. So, that, but he's awesome but, at ball protection. He he's just very good at protecting the ball. What was his turnover ratio last year? It was excessive, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know. I, don't I just remember maybe, all the maybe Winnipeg will dominate this year. <laughs> yep. Dominate what? And maybe maybe aliens will land next week. Well, it's possible, Charles. Define alien. Are we talking about them from Somalia? No, outer space being. Oh, my God. Did you just say that? (laughs) Yeah. What's the matter with that? Nothing. We could get into some all sorts of trouble, Will. We could get into all sorts yeah. of trouble. Oh, no, no, we can't talk about anything other than football, okay? Trust me. <laughs> Trust me. Okay. Cannot Mark, talk about Mark put up a football. little thing here that says last year was average, okay? Now, when you have multiple years and the average is the average, isn't that what the word means? <laughs> So he's yep. averaging down, averaging bad. I don't know. Had that argument with somebody the other day. Well, he had two really good years and four bad ones. And I said, so his average wasn't very good. Oh, no, his average was awesome in those two years. That doesn't make sense. How old? I'm trying to find out how old Matt Nichols is. 33. See, he's past his prime, too. He ain't going to get any better. Matt Nichols is... He's he's 32, sorry. I guess he's a career manager. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's, he's just a a, a Kevin Glenn in waiting. Right? I mean, seriously. He's never going to win a championship, and he's just kind of going to putts around the league. When Winnipeg's done with him, he's just going to be a perpetual backup until he leaves. That's just that's that's Matt Nichols. It's, he's destined to be Kevin Glenn 
Yeah, but Kevin Glenn was Kevin Glenn 2.0 early in his career. So Matt Nichols, I I bet you he's out of football in two years. Oh, well, that's possible. I mean, he's not going to hang around the way that that Kevin Glenn did. Mind you, mind you, I mean, you know what? Matt Nichols could win a great cup. With who? With whoever, because let's face it, Matt Nichols, hey, I'll give you this one, Mark. Matt Nichols is hands above Marcus Crandall as a quarterback, okay? Yep. <laughs> and he won a great cup, so. Yeah. Well, they, that team will need its defense to be its strong point, obviously. <laughs> Absolutely. That goes without saying. Absolutely. They don't have any receivers. So, you know. What's he telling us to do now? Read an article? No. Just no. making shit up now. No. Because uh, if you believe everything you read, Mark, you might believe the Bombers are going to win the Great Cup this year. <laughs> Hashtag 30 years and counting. Yeah, right. It's only 28. It's going to be 30, so we might as well go there now. Possibly. I'm just rounding it up. I mean, hey, the Bombers have got to be good at something. So far it is. Losing. We've got to pick on the Bombers. Like, seriously, the Riders haven't done any incredibly stupid things in a long time. It's hard to pick on them. Huh. So we might as well just pick on the Bombers. I was going to see, is that a coincidence that they haven't done that and Chris Jones is gone? Well, they were doing dumbass shit before Jones came to the team. The whole thing with Corey Chamblin and that other dickhead who was the GM, what was his name? Um, Continually over the cap. I can't remember what the guy's name was. I know who you're talking about. He's, he's what? Tam Brendan, Fulton was now, it, isn't he? Brendan Tammon? Brendan Tammon, yeah. Brendan Tammon. Yeah. Thank you. He's somewhere. Yeah. You know, but it, and in reality, I'll be honest with you guys, I'd love to see Winnipeg win a great cup. Because there's lots of no. diehard fans there. that There's lots of diehard fans there that deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there's a lot of diehard fans in in Regina too. We don't wish them a great cup. Yeah, but they've won one in in the last thirty years. So possibly, you know, they won in 2013, didn't they? Remember? Yeah, yeah. they won in 2013, <laughs> and they almost won another one if. Somebody could have counted to 12 or 13. Sorry, whatever. Yep. Well, I don't think you're supposed to count to 13. I think you're only supposed to count to 12. Mm-hmm. Someone counted to 13 and it was wrong. Yeah, it was wrong. Yeah, it was really wrong. 
That's got to be one of the biggest mistakes in the history of sports. But it was funny as hell, and it still is. Oh, I can watch that I ending cried. and still laugh, and still laugh hysterically. Because it, it's amazing to watch them. It's just, oh, my God. Okay. So um, you guys do segment number eight while I've gone with Danny Vandervoet being kicked out of the Lions. No, I was waiting for you to come back. Lions released highly touted receiver prospect Danny Vandervoet. Did the Lions give up on him too quickly, and do we see him catching on elsewhere? No, I don't think the Lions gave up on him too quickly. If he actually had what it takes to play in the game, he would have played in more games. If he played in more games and didn't make it, then he was gone. If he played in more games and was good, then he would have stuck around. He didn't get into the games because he didn't show enough in practice to get warrant getting into the games. So if he's not that good to get in the practices, why put him in a game? Why have him on your team? Did was we give he, up on him too early? He, no. Did he dress for games? He did, yes. Okay, so he did I'm play thinking, on special teams. I'm thinking once they once they signed Lamar Durant, he was gone. Yeah, pretty much. That's probably got a lot to do with it. Yeah. You got somebody who is a so, starter, and you got somebody who's not a starter. Who you get rid of? Right. Mm-hmm. Not rocket uh-huh. science. Nope. Nope, not at all. Mm-hmm. Not so at did all. BC give up on him too early? Charles, what do you think? Just say no. I don't want to say, well, I don't know if I want to say no. I mean, it's, the thing is, he was very highly talented coming into the league, and Canadian, good Canadian receivers are not... A dime a dozen. You can get a lot of good U.S. receivers, but, um, you know, they probably, uh, I mean, to be honest, uh, I mean, I don't think he's the, I mean, it's a be-all, end-all. I mean, if he's gone, he's gone. I don't have any super issue with that. Um, I would have, personally, I think I would have liked to have seen him get at least one more year to see, because he was just a rookie last year. Sometimes rookies to well, we mentioned it earlier, will take a year or two to develop. So, especially when you consider you're talking about a Canadian receiver. But, you know what? He just obviously didn't fit into the plans. I know he didn't. Um, Wally Bono did not play him much last year. Uh, he did dress, but did not get into many games. And, obviously, he didn't fit into Devon Claybrook's plan. So, uh, while personally I would like to have seen him stuck around, obviously they felt um, they had better options. Do you want to know what his uh, biggest um, um, strong point was for me? Okay. His mom was a member of Let's Talk CFL Facebook group, and she participated. And yes, it was kind of it, it's kind of it's kind of cool when that happens, right? We get involvement, and you know, and, and I mean, uh, Adam Big Hill's wife and and father are in the group, and they participate. And, you know, things like this, I, to me, I, I kind of cheer for that guy. I mean, I was a Dan, one of Danny's fans because his mom and aunt were both in our Facebook group and uh, we're all raw, raw lions. And, you know, they're from Hamilton or wherever they're from. 
And uh, they're not going to be in the Lions anymore. In fact, I probably went into the group. They wouldn't be there right now. They'd probably be mad because their son and nephew got cut. I don't know. He's probably living in their basement again. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> you did. Can't believe you did, but what the hell. Go into members. No, she's still in the group. I suspect she may not be as active as previous, though. Probably not. No. Correct. Okay, so let's move on from Danny, because it's sad that he's gone and everything else, and his football dream is done. Do we think he's going to catch on somewhere else? No. No, I don't. I think someone will take a look at him, whether yeah. he sticks or not. Okay, let's, not let's, sure, let's, but... hang, hang on. Let's rephrase this. Do we think that he'll catch on any elsewhere? Do you think he'll get past training camp with another team? I mean, that's all depending on where he goes. Ottawa, maybe. <laughs> they lost a lot of receivers. Yeah. They still got Sinopoli. Yeah, but that's one guy. You need more than one receiver. But he's one Canadian guy. True. That's that's a good point. Okay. Uh, it's really hard to be a Canadian receiver when you're behind somebody like Sinopoli. Yes. I mean, he could probably catch on in Edmonton. But I don't know where else. Okay, so uh, American football international reporter Roger Kelly. Roger's a friend of mine. I want to put that, put this out here. Uh, have put together out an article about CFL 2.0 and how will it help lead the rejuvenation of the CFL? Does he make sets from selling points? Okay, I just want you to know that right from the very beginning, I understood what CFL 2.0 was. Okay. Right from the very beginning, I knew what it was about and how it was going to work. I don't have a problem with it. I know it's going to work. I know what it's going to do, what Ambrosia is trying to do with it. Okay? So the article that Roger Kelly wrote isn't that different than what I would have written. But that being said, but that being said, the numbers, the numbers that Roger Kelly put out we're freaking amazing. 120 football teams in Germany, professional American-style football teams in Germany. 120. It's freaking amazing. 50,000 players. Come on. It's, it's not any, you guys are not amazed by these numbers. They're, just, they're crazy. I was looking at that, I'm like, boy, I didn't know it was that high. I didn't know it was close to that high. Yeah. So here's the thing. The, the European countries have proved that they like football. And we're not talking soccer here. We're talking about smash mouth football. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Americans absolutely failed to... to 
what am I looking for? I would I don't want to use the word profit to work this out. They didn't do it. They failed. They failed miserably with two different leagues over there. Can the CFL do it right? And is the CFL doing it right by bringing the players here? Yes. Yeah. Can the European leagues now become feeder leagues for the CFL? Could they become teams or leagues in which we place people like Danny Vanderhout who need more development? Does it make more sense to do that? Saying, okay, you guys got to take four or five Canadians to develop. Can they develop in these leagues to the point where they could come back and play in the CFL? These are questions. These are hard questions. What do you guys think? Well, you know what? It's not that far-fetched considering, you know, hockey players have been doing it for many, many years. Decades. Yep. Okay. They go to Germany or they go someplace in Europe and play for a couple of years, and sometimes they make it back and sometimes they don't. But, hey, if there's a place out there and if the talent is good enough and if the team is good enough, well, why not? I mean, I know once again, I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if there's all those teams in Germany, if there's any actual Canadians there now playing that we don't know about because we don't hear about the German football league. You know what I mean? That's well, actually a good question. Adam Reed is a coach of an Italian team, isn't he? I right. believe so, That's yeah. Correct. That's okay, correct. now now I've been talking to Roger Kelly for quite a few years. Um <laughs> he used to be a marketing director or something like that with the BC Lions. Okay? So I, I've known Roger for a lot of years. Um but when he came up with this uh, uh new magazine that he has, what's it called? Uh it, it's American Football International, I think it's called. And yeah. he's based out of Sweden. The one thing that I noticed is that these guys have a um, a ratio the same as we do, okay? And their ratio is very similar to ours, ours being the CFL, in the infancy of the game 100 years ago, like back in 1930, where there was only allowed to be seven international players on the team, Okay. Did you guys know this? The CFL at one point in time only had nope. seven international players. Yes. And then it slowly yes. progressed and progressed and progressed to the point where more than 50% of, this, of the players are now uh, international or non-Canadian. Um, the, most of the German leagues are five. The number's five imported players that you can have on your team. That's it. Everybody else has to be homegrown talent. Are they doing it right? Because that's not necessarily putting the best product on the field, is it? No. No, it's not. But could a team come and cheer for somebody who's not from their area or not from their country? I would think so. I remember when Boreas Salming came to the NF, uh, NHL. Do you remember him? He was like the very yep. first Swedish player to come and play. Yes, he was. Yep. 
Played with Toronto, Toronto I believe. Yep. And we're going back into the early 70s for this, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but that made the NHL a huge product in Europe. Huge product in Europe. Is that going to be the same for the CFL? Are they doing it right by doing this? Because... What the Americans did was the Americans went over there, set up their own league, brought over their own players, and basically put on a performance for these teams, for these fans, for these countries that said, well, we've got the best players and we've got the best product, so you, you better watch us. Why, why should you why should we want, have your players on our team? Uh, we're, we're, we're so much better at the game. And that arrogance just kind of crashed the league, right? One, what was the two leagues? One is uh, NFL Europe, and the other one was... The World League of American Football. World League of American Football. That's right, Charles. And both failures, both complete failures, big mm-hmm. time. NFL Europe lasted a little... Well, to be actually honest, the World League of American Football and the uh, NFL Europe were actually the same league. Basically, it started out as the World League of American Football, and if you remember at the very beginning, they had both. Uh, they had teams in the U.S. They had one team in Canada, the Montreal Machine, and they had teams in Europe. And then basically down the road, the the North American teams pretty much all folded. So they went just to the European teams, and then they rebranded the league uh, NFL Europe. And the NFL basically ran it as a basically like a farm league for mm-hmm. several years before it collapsed. Yep. But though so they were technically the same league, or at least born out of the same idea. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe we're not reading. I mean, maybe people have to have, you know, some familiarity with the people that are in playing the games, i.e. Germans playing the German Football League. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that might have been the way it was in the CFL in the beginning, but it's changed a whole lot since the beginning. Because, I mean, I certainly don't go to games to watch Canadians play. Sorry. No, no. I go to watch my team win. It just so happens if a guy is Canadian, well, so much better, okay? You know, but well, like I said, that, you don't get the same skill set sometimes with some Canadians. Yeah. I don't I've never cheer for a player more because they're Canadian. Yeah. Never. I've never sat no, there watching either. a game and thinking to myself, now what country is he from again? That's like the no. furthest thing. That's the furthest thing from my mind. Yeah, yeah. But it, but it's true though. You know, we're we're not we're not there to watch Canadians or Americans or Mexicans or or Germans, Italians play football. We're there to watch the BC Lions play football or the Calgary Stampeders play football or 
Oh, for Mark, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And I, I'm not sure if you could really call what they play football. But anyhow, um, it's just one of those things. We go there to watch our team. We don't care who's on the team. I, that was my rant from last week, wasn't it, about loyalty? Yep. I don't, I don't care who's on my team. I don't care if they're Swahili. If they can come out there and perform good football, great. That's what we want. Does the ratio matter to me? No. Would I be upset? No. Does it mean that Canadian football players aren't going to get developed in the youth sports leagues? Yeah, probably. Do I care? No. I'm a fan of the BC Lions. I don't care who's on the team. I don't care if you have Canadians, Mexicans, or, or Americans, or chipmunks. Well, I kind of do want chipmunks. That's too much like a gopher. You know, you got to watch guys like uh, Andrew Harris, John Cornish, and and they have a superior skill set. They're as good as most Americans, and it's an added bonus that they're Canadian. But you know, it's nice that they're Canadian. But yeah, do you ever look for a guy who's just pure? And so, so. You know, I don't know what you just said. Well, your mic just cut right out. <laughs> did it? Okay. Yeah, it did. Don't well, worry okay. about it. I, I, I kind of agree with you. Yeah. Okay, but you didn't hear what I said. Well, no, you're talking about guys say, did, like Andrew, uh, John Cornish, and Andrew Harris, who are, are best, better at their job than most of the Americans, and that you know it's kind of nice to get to cheer for them because they are Canadians, and you do do cheer for. A Canadian over an American. Regardless of what it is, we would cheer for a Canadian over American. But the Canadian has to at least not embarrass himself. Right. Right? He actually has to be good at his job. Because I'm yep. not going to, you know, it, it's like the Mexican or Jamaican bobsled team. Okay? It's hard to be proud of the Mexi- uh, Jamaican bobsled team when they were so terrible at what they were doing. Yep. Mhm. But then John Candy coached them, and they were great. Oh no, that was that was Hollywood. Okay. That was Hollywood. Okay, sorry. Mhm. Sorry, but yeah, you can always go watch if you really want to watch a sports movie. Go watch The Miracle on Ice because that's just like an, an epitome of of Americana. Oh, that, that's that's mm-hmm. what I was gonna mentioned to you, uh, Christopher, I did have a problem with your opening monologue. I thought Dances with Wolves was a fantastic movie. Oh, it was boring as hell. Um, I'm with you. I thought that was boring, too. So uh, it, uh, It's under a minute and a half. i got to close off the show. But, yeah, I'm sorry, Will. That was just an absolutely boring movie. <laughs> and he made I, so I mean, much money on that movie, it wasn't funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, it's too bad. I mean, Kevin Costner as as Robin Hood was a better movie. Okay, this has been Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number three hundred and nineteen. I'm your host Christopher Jones, and we're going to sign off on this draft day night and everything else because it really didn't matter. We're talking football anyhow. Uh, get a deal done. Go to training camp. Let's watch some football because that's what we need to do. Say good night, Charles. Good night, folks. We'll talk to you in seven days and. Let's hope and cross our fingers that we get a deal by next week and we can start talking about this crap. Six days. We're going to do it Thursday night if we can.
good idea. Well, say good night to the good fans. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I cannot believe that we've talked for two hours about absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> there, you know, absolutely nothing. We talked for two hours, and most of it was We're about like football. Seinfeld. Yeah. No, come on. I, I never liked Seinfeld episodes. Were we kind of that it bad? Was a show about nothing. Okay, and Winnipeg sucks, just because I can say that. And Mark can't say a damn thing, because why? He's at work. What a pots. <laughs>